Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Equiworld Dubai. So, I've, I've always, I've sat in that chair and talked about stuff. I've, I'm now looking at it direct this week. Uh, the Cup, Joseph, Drugs, Owners, John Ox, Southall, the new one. Plenty to talk about. Uh, the Cup, first of all. Uh, they were up for the Cup in Melbourne on Tuesday. Uh, and this was, a, this was a really good performance by Twilight Payment, the winner. Yes, it was. It's, I, I think that the, the Australians must be getting increasingly peeved with the, 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 the strength of our middle distance and upwards division and possibly the weakness of theirs. You know, we, we always think of Australians, uh, the sprinters being the, 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 uh, the messier in which, in which they particularly excel. And uh, apologies to Australian viewers if, if, if what I've said is, is, uh, betrays an ignorance of Australian racing. Uh, it, it was, it's a uh, traditional it, image in our minds. That's, yeah. That is the traditional image. Um, uh, uh, t for for Joseph O'Brien, whom we will discuss shortly, an incredible achievement to win a second Melbourne Cup uh, with Twilight Payment. Uh, obviously, Prince of Aaron again distinguished himself for Charlie Fellow. So it's become, a, it's becoming a, an even richer uh, terrain for the Europeans uh, to plunder. Obviously, we did lose Anthony Van Dyke. And this the race. is an important point of the whole story. There have been a number of fatalities in recent years. And if that was the Grand National at Aintree, the Grand National would be under big pressure. Officials at Aintree did something about it you, and, and made the jumps easier. One wonders what people in Melbourne are thinking. Well, I, I suppose they might look at what Santa Anita have done. Uh, this year, the, the, last week we were discussing the the, the improvements that uh, had been made to the uh, the surface there, to the veterinary checks, etc. Um, and they brought about. I think there were there were no fatalities on the track in the latest season at Santa Anita. So that work appears to have borne fruit. I'm sure that uh, that. The, the organisers of the Melbourne Cup are looking at this. I think that's seven in eight years uh, fatalities, which is which is a, an appalling figure, particularly for a flat race. It's an appalling figure in any case. But I'm sure they will look at that. Just one one final word, and that is for maybe when connections go over there and a, a, a horse is withdrawn by the authorities, maybe in future to look at that and think, well... As uh, much as it's a, a, a huge pain to take a horse over at considerable expense to train him or her for such a prestigious race, they are merely doing their job and trying uh, to raise equine safety as, as high as it can go. And Jai McNeil, the uh, successful jockey on Twilight Payment, right, second, Joseph, does indeed refer to Joseph O'Brien. A second Melbourne Cup, uh, classic success, grade one success over jumps, 27 years old, don't want to be sort of overly complimentary about him, but wow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's often said, if you, if you follow social media um, on Twitter, which we know can be, you know, it's just, a, a, it, it's just a, a, a bin of hatred most of the time, isn't it? A sea of hatred. Um, but it's often said about Joseph O'Brien by the moaners, well, look, he's, he's had all this handed to him on a plate, he's, he's Aidan O'Brien's son, etc., etc. Well, the answer to that is that there have been plenty of 
people over the years in all different sports who have been uh, have been able to advance from square one quicker than might otherwise have been the case because of of their family contacts. But the important thing we get to with one minute and seven seconds remaining with Joseph O'Brien is what he's done in that last in the four years and five months since he had his first runners. Uh, group one winners on the flat, an Irish derby winner, uh, rekindling twilight payments on the flat, Iridessa, Thunder Moon. These are all Group one winners, Thunder Moon looks a, a very promising horse for next year. And, and of course, over jumps too, Sir Eric Larichborg. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it, this, is not, this is not simply just someone who's been handed no. the keys to a golden opportunity. This is someone who's inherited his father's almost OCD for detail. Every, every detail is explored. And, and we almost forget, he was a brilliant jockey prior, well, prior to all of that. It, it, this, I, I remember when uh, a horse called Imperial Monarch ran in the, the Sandown Classic trial. Right. Uh, and as a young jockey, Joseph walking the track to see where the, the quickest rain-softened ground was. Even then, it, those looking at him walking around thought, this one is a chip off the old block. And, and the instructions that he gave to Jai McNeil were absolutely... Sensational, weren't they? And it did just strike me, the O'Briens, and, and he beat his dad again, yeah. so that added to the, added to the story. Did just strike me, the O'Briens are always very generous towards their jockeys when successful, saying he or she rode a brilliant race. But that really was a brilliant ride by Jai McNeil to win on Twilight Payment, the first time a horse has made every yard of the running for, for nearly a quarter of a century. Well, statistically, it's a hard trick to pull off, isn't uh, it? Absolutely. Right, next on the list is drugs. Now, this refers to, I feel, a slight awkwardness over, you know, congratulations, Oshin Murphy, champion jockey in the UK, in uh, Britain again, but there is uh, a, uh, a potential drugs offence hanging over him, and also over a, a Breeders' Cup uh, winning trainer. So I just, I just feel a tiny bit awkward. Yeah, I mean, the... Bob Baffert, who, of course, won the, the Breeders' Cup Classic again last night and is a, 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 a Triple Crown winning trainer twice in the last decade. Uh, he put out a statement this week saying that he'd had a difficult year. There are, there are three cases, uh, there have been three cases of, of race day medication where I think they've probably overdone the doses. Um, there is a case of a banned substance that is... Uh, with Justify in the Santa Anita derby of 2018, uh, a substance called scopolamine. I hope I pronounced that um, correctly, uh, veterinarians. I, I believe that that is still uh, pending and that Justify uh, may well lose that So race. am I right to feel a little bit awkward yeah, about yeah, I things? I think so. I think that, that John McCreary used to say this, the late and great John McCreary, always used to say that with regard to drugs in, in equines, that if people don't believe what they see in horse racing, they will go elsewhere. That's what's happened with athletics and cycling. Athletics used to be a... It still is, of course, a huge event. But there are lots of doubters and naysayers. Um, with regard to Asheen Murphy, I, I think that... Uh, obviously, that this case is pending. I spoke to Asheen on Friday to, uh, to write a piece about his, his defence this year as champion jockey. Uh, we discussed 
the case against him. He said that it's uh, it's a slow-moving process that he's waiting to hear from France Gallo as to as to as to when they're going to proceed. And they with don't that. announce when they're going to make an announcement, no, do they? So it, it'll appear at it, some point. It seems not, but I, I don't think. I think sometimes we're we're uh, apt to shy away from this in the case of Sheen Murphy. And in fact, being the sort of bloke he is, he he's he's happy to discuss it. He won't be the first, he won't be the last. If if, if he if his defence is unsuccessful, he would be looking at a ban. He knows that. Right, next, John Ox. I was really struck by... Oh, no, sorry, I missed one out. Apologies. Sorry. Uh, and I've got it written in front of me. My, as, as Dave will testify, having sat next to me in many media centres for a long time, I'm not very good at reading. Uh, owners is next on our list. Yes, and the, uh, the 1.2 million that's been uh, spent on uh, improving this strategy the, the strategy to uh, improve the lot of owners um, this uh, 1.2 million it, the, what has been uh, produced is a is a 27 page document or pamphlet uh, if we can work out the yes. figures I, I, it's, it's 44,444 pounds 44 pence uh, per page there are five goals uh, that have come out of it which obviously is two, 240,000 a goal um, the, 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 this has attracted criticism yeah. just simply because uh, it's been said by some owners, um, I'm going to mention John Hughes and Jed Shields, who, who produced their own their document, own strategy, yeah. uh, their own strategy on much less, Very proactive. much less money. They felt that racing... Didn't cost them 1.2 million. No, it didn't. Um, th they looked at, uh, at shoring up minimum values of uh, off-course packages for owners, the, the thorny subject of owners video, videoing their horses yeah. uh, at the races. Um, and... It, 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 the criticism of, of the, the ROA document is that it, 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 it states uh, it, it, it states goals and intentions or a sort of mission statement almost, but for the 1.2 million quid, it doesn't really get to the nitty gritty of how these are going to be achieved. Mm. Uh, I think a slight feeling that if you'd been given the back of an envelope and scribbled a few ideas on them, they might not have been, uh, you know, it, it does sound unkind to say it, but the thought that they might not have been very different. I mean, but prize money is the crucial thing. Some of the other things, well, you know, there are lots of aspirations. Working on the desirability of ownership, the ownership experience, working with horse welfare uh, and various commercial agreements. These are all laudable aims, but they are aims. And I think that, that what needs to be achieved is how, how do they go about achieving this? No, no one argues that owners have had to sit and suffer throughout the summer things have been very tough but uh, yes uh, the, the the feeling from within the camp is that more could have been done but good news for owners this week that uh, the restrictions that might have been uh, tougher as a result of the lockdown in England have not turned out to be the case now uh, John Ox, I jumped the gun with John Ox. I was really struck with him being interviewed with, uh, after his last runner this week that he was busy thanking the interviewer and thanking everybody and uh, and being very John Ox. Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, there are, there are two aspects of this. The first, obviously, is to deal with John Ox's career as a trainer. Uh, 41 years in the sport, he's now 70. Uh, we could go back to the mid-90s, horses like 
Ridgewood Pearl, who Great won Pearl, yeah. four Group 1 races in four different countries. Again, we're going back 25 years for a horse who won at the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the likes of Sindar, the great See the Stars, of course, who won, what was it, six Group 1 races in, in six consecutive yeah. months. Brilliantly handled that, yeah. In 2009. Um, these, these are all examples of a, of a master trainer uh, at his work. But I think the most important thing with John Ox, it's not, it, it's not Sindar, it's not Alam Shah, it's not Ridgewood Pearl, it's not even See the Stars. It's just the fact that throughout his career, he, the way that he conducted himself, the way that he behaved towards... All those people that he had to deal with is an absolute model for any any human as to how to behave. Always In racing taking, and out of racing. Absolutely. Taking victory with, with modesty, with grace, uh, taking reverse and, and some reverses, particularly the, the, uh, the split from the Aga Khan. Absolutely. Uh, taking those with... Huge dignity. Uh, he was always an absolute pleasure to deal with. Uh, I, I dealt with him latterly over the, the pro cushion and its place in, in racing, of which he's a, a huge supporter. Uh, and for, for all of us in the media, for all of us in the sport, a long and very happy retirement uh, to John Ox because his contribution, both in terms of the races that he's won, much more importantly, the person that he's been, has been immense. And uh, immense news that he's not going anywhere. He'll still be uh, going racing when uh, COVID allows. Right, we move on now to Southall. And this is the news, I think, slightly surprising, uh, that uh, jumping is returning at Southall. I think there were plenty of people who thought the writing was perhaps on the wall after some welfare issues with uh, jumping at Southall. Right, well... I don't wish to jump the gun in calling this a positive news story because we'll obviously have to see what happens when jumping returns to Southall next Friday on November the 13th. However, what we've discussed a few minutes ago, those races in which there is a spike in fatalities... We remember the Grand National before uh, the modifications were made. They weren't universally popular, particularly with... The, the old guard, if I can yeah. use that term. But in terms of equine welfare, welfare there's been an improvement. Uh, we talked about Santa Anita's year and right. how work has been done. Now, eight deaths there were between July... I sound like Yoda. Uh, <laughs> between July the 30th and September the 3rd. Yeah. Now, that was a, a, a huge and very worrying spike in equine yeah. deaths at Southall. The BHA course inspectors, they, they've looked at the possible reasons for that. Yeah. Is it just an outlier? Is it a fluke? Or what's been happening? So there are uh, four changes to the fences that, and also to the, to the race programme. Uh, I think they've acted swiftly. I think they've acted... I, I believe they've acted in, in depth and in detail. They've come up with these changes. I think Charlie Longston was present at a yeah. schooling session and said... He was very happy with how things had gone. And, and quite boldly as well, because it wouldn't have been difficult 
to say, oh, these numbers are, uh, are no good. Uh, we're, we're, well, you know, we're, we're, money's tight at the moment anyway. Uh, we're not going to keep going. Yeah, could have been belt and braces to say, right, there's no more jumping. But what what we would, what I would perceive as the preferable option, look at this in depth, look at it in detail, come up with a solution. That's what they've done. I, I desperately hope that they get the reward that they deserve. And ARC has also uh, said this week that uh, despite reports to the contrary, Worcester and Brighton racecourses will resume in 2021. Last on the list is the new one. We didn't actually have room to fit in one for Arthur as well. Uh, significant news uh, uh, about both these horses. The new one, sadly, uh, has, has died as a result of colic. A, a real favourite uh, who, who got this big fan club uh, and every, everything to like about the new one. Yeah, uh, I mean, emblematic of the, the appeal of jump racing, the, those horses who stick around for a few winters and they become huge favourites. The new one, a, a supremely talented horse, of course, those of us who remember, who were there, the, the way that he sprinted up the hill uh, to win the Ballymore Novices yeah. Hurdle uh, in his first season over hurdles. He was then... Unlucky, wasn't he, the following yeah. year behind uh, Jeski, wasn't yeah. it, when, uh, he, when was, he was badly hampered by a fall at the third flight and uh, in the end stayed at, ran on to finish uh, third. Yeah. Uh, but he's been a, a hugely popular horse. And, and the people around him, and they have been a crucial... I think uh, I've got this thing about names of horses. You know, it's an attractive name. It was one that people could latch on to. And the people around, the owners were, were, were colourful. The trainer is quite colourful. He is very colourful. The, the, the Sam Twist and Davis. Yeah. It, it was a great combo. Ma made all the more appealing by the people around him. As you say, the, f the father and son combination of... The, you know, the very likeably... Nigel bonkers. getting really... Yeah. Oh, so you don't think he's going to win? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very... Uh, almost, almost chippy. Almost, Nigel. Not quite. Um, so, yeah, uh, 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 you know, we, we, should, we should salute him and also one for Arthur. Who's been... Who's, who's retired one for Arthur. A hugely popular uh, winner of the Grand National. First success for Scotland in the National for Lucinda Russell for the Golf Widows. They're, the people around that horse, Derek Fox, uh, etc., they were a really strong team as well. Yeah, once again, the, uh, accessible people who gave an awful lot to colour in... Uh, the, the picture of uh, of one for Arthur, first winner for Scotland for a while. I yeah, Rubstick seventy nine, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So from the Melbourne Cup to one for Arthur, those were this week's talking points. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Equiwell Dubai.